Good evening and welcome to the Pieces Podcast. It's your host Tariq here again. And tonight, tonight's a different kind of episode because we're going to be hearing from a good friend of mine. He's a professional wrestler. Some love him, some hate him, but this guy loves Jesus. He is the zero Brandon Shane and he's here in the studio today. And God has something that he wants to get through to us through our brother, through our brother Brandon. So let's hear what's going on. Once again, this is Tariq welcoming you to the Pieces Podcast. We're in the studio today with the Zero Brandon Shane. Now, Zero's been a friend of mine for about three years now, right? Yeah, a little bit longer. About four or five. About the, four or five years. That's right, that's right. I forgot we met in 2015. I'm over here slacking with my old age. But tonight, we're going to hear a little bit about Zero's journey because he's on a, uh, he's on a peculiar mission. And that mission is to bring God to wrestling. That, that Jesus will be revealed through him as he wrestles and that as he's going around on the circuit that people will take notice that he's not just your average wrestler that win, lose, or draw championships or, or whatever else you got going on whatever other accolades that you get that he's doing it all for the glory of God so Zero, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Zero um Funny story how I got that name. Uh, Robert was like, "Well, what, what's your ring name going to be?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't really know." Um, I thought about a bunch of different things. Like, I'm going to be Brandon Gabriel, like the the angel of God. And then after talking to Omar, she's like, "Brandon, you can't be an angel because you're above the angel." And I'm like, "Well, I guess you're right there. So I, I can't mimic an angel." Um, so how about zero? I'm nothing. God's everything. So and that's that's kind of how the name come about. Um, the journey starts on Sanibel Island about three years ago. Um, you know, when God places something on your heart, sometimes you can get away from it, sometimes you can't. Um, I kind of felt like Jonah in the whale here. It's like, this is kind of where I was. Um, I was in the middle of the ocean. I just got uh, hit up from my tag team partner that I haven't spoken to prior to this time in like five or six years. He's like, hey, uh, Robert Gibson has a school down in Douglasville, and I think we should re-kick this thing off, and here I am. Now, at this time, I'm 26, and I'm like, Rodney, it's been it's been 10 years, dude. Like, do you really want to jump back into this thing? Shout out to the root boy, Rodney Wayne. <laughs> I was like, so do you really want to get back into this thing? Like, I don't know if my body can, you know, do this anymore. And uh, he's like, I don't know, pray about it, you know, and we'll, we'll meet back up. So, uh... He started doing these Facebook Live videos, and at the time, I was already into the Facebook Live series, and uh, where, you know, Tariq was in on that, Alex was in on that, Richard was in on that. A few of us in on it, doing videos, right. just bringing glory to God's name, and just just testifying of His goodness. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, never think that your platform is too small. If God puts something in your, in your heart, and you know it's Him, share. You never know who's watching, you never know whose life you're going to impact. Right. So, um, right. I mean, and, and and that's how it all got like really kicked off. And then Rodney made a video about God, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, this is this is what I've been doing for the past like year, you know. So, you know, let's let's rekindle this fire, and I'm gonna take you to church." And he's like, "Uh, man, I've been drinking. I don't know if I should go to church." And and that's when I hit him with that. When does Jesus ever turn anybody away? Mm. And then he was just like, "You got me," you know. So, uh, 
we went to church and that night at Full Turn Church, where all of us met, where me and T met and Alex and everybody, um, Pastor Allen was talking about like re innovating dreams, like allowing these dreams to come to pass rather than to die out. And then Rodney was like elbowing me in the side really freaking hard, you know? <laughs> he was like, This is it, Brandon, this is it, this is it. And I'm just like, wow, you know, maybe this is it. So um so I picked back up in Sanibel Island. And, you know, this is this is where it all started. I was out there, and at, at the time, I guess when in everybody's walk, especially when they're new to Christianity like I was, I was just so hungry for God. Like, I was waiting on my next mission. It was like, you know, I, I just, it couldn't get to me fast enough. And I was just like, God, where are we going? You know, like, what, what's your plans for me in my life? Like, I've already changed my life. I've already surrendered my life to you. Now, where, where are we headed? Mm-hmm. And, um... It was like 11.30 at night. I just got done listening to Todd White, a sermon from Todd White, which that's like one of my people. Shout out to Todd White. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> he's he's just, I was just in the middle of the ocean, and then I know the sermon just went off, and I remember it, and uh, I'm waist deep in the ocean, and I was unafraid, and that was like a big deal for me. It's like, dude, yeah. they could be anything in the ocean right Because right you can't see. I mean, right. And I, I don't know from any of my listeners if, you have, if you've never been to the beach before, but <laughs> there's a certain point when you go out in the water, and you're just kind of like, all right, man, I'm, I'm out here in faith. <laughs> right. <laughs> because my feet can't touch the bottom. I'm a short guy. Brandon's like, you know, 6'1". I'm like 5 flat. So, I mean, it doesn't take much for me to be overwhelmed in, in bodies of water. But I'm telling you, there is a part where the sand is no more and you are you're just you're just waiting <laughs> that's and that's exactly the way it was it was just I was like out there on faith and it was just it was pitch black you couldn't really see your hand only, only thing really guiding you was the moonlight and prior to this time I would always ask God to show himself to me and I would always do that and I'd be like God you know I want to see your glory and just, I would just say those little bitty things and he would always like show me stuff like a lightning bolt going through a cloud if you've never seen that I'm just saying or you know, being on your porch at twelve thirty at night, like, Lord, are you listening? Can you send me something? And a shooting star fly by, and it's like <laughs> that's just the way God works, <laughs> and especially whenever you're on fire for Him, and that's that's the way I was. It was like I just couldn't get enough of God, and uh, out there on the ocean, that's what I was praying for, and I was praying that, you know, God would reveal my next plan. What was what's going to be Brandon's purpose? Like I, I thought I was going to be a pastor, and I thought I was going to lead a ministry, and I thought I was going to. You know, in the city teams, you yeah, know, I thought yeah. I was going to do the city teams, and um, I just, I never felt like it was, it was like the perfect plug. So that night in the ocean, I asked God about wrestling, and I heard in my head, it was just like, you know, if you trust me with your heart, mind, soul, and strength, I'm going to give you a heart's desire if you, if you trust in me. And I was like, man, the only thing I ever wanted to be was a wrestler, and uh, how am I going to make people believe this? Do you know what I mean? Like, how? <laughs> that's where I was at. It was like, well, Lord, you know, there's there's pastors, there's evangelists, there's preachers, there's teachers. I was like, a wrestler, really? Like, how how is this gonna how is this gonna come about? And uh, a rock hit my leg. It was a coral, and it was just a you know, it was a rock. And I thought something bit me. I was in the ocean. I remember like reaching down because I'm, I mean, I guess you're curious what just bit me, right? right? So I pick it up and it's like a big old coral and it had a bunch of holes in it. And I, I hit it up to the moonlight. I still have that coral on my fire mantle. And I heard he's like, just like this rock, this is you. You know, it has a bunch of holes in it. It's been, you know, through the sand and all like the salt and the water and it's been damaged and bruised, mm. but it's still a rock. Right. And uh, that was like my word from like, you know, I felt like that was God's word to me. It's like, you're still a rock. Yeah, you went through a lot of stuff in your life, but you're still a rock. 
at that point, I, I called. I went back to the hotel room. Um, I told my wife, I was like, babe, how do you feel about, you know, me getting back into wrestling? She's like, you know, you've spent your whole time trying to make other people happy. And I really feel like it's time to, for you to focus on you. And it was just, that was like my my wake-up call. It was like, you know, I got home, I called Rod, and I said, okay, I'm in. Um, it was $350 to get started. Hmm. And just kind of ironic. It's, it's, at this time, I wasn't financially secure whatsoever. Um, but my wife just got her student loans. And it was just the perfect time for me to pay $350 to Robert. So I did. I went up there and I was like, Robert, I want to invest in this career. And he gives everybody kind of like a, an introduction. Like before you can join the wrestling business, you have to be able to put something in. It's yeah. not just going to be something. This is not everybody's game. Right. And just because you, you have a dream like this or you, you want something like this, this may not be for you. And it's a, it's, Go ahead. I was saying, and that's um, that's really key. I hope you guys caught what he just said. Is that something you may think that something is your dream, but it might not be for you. And I love how Brandon was saying, or much rather Zero was saying that he 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 asked the Lord to show him, like, hey, is this what is this what you have for me? Is this the road you want me to take? Is this what you've called me to do? Because when we jump out into something that we we dreamed of, I mean, I could dream that I'm a pizza or that I'm a taco. Doesn't mean that I need to go to Taco Bell and get sold over the counter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's um it's important that that we have that relationship with God where we can speak with Him and that He can speak to us because a lot of times we like to speak to God and say, "Oh God, I'm going to do this," and then afterwards we're like, "Okay, God, bless it." Right. And that's not how it works. Yeah, we can't become our own gods. That's how that's how the enemy fell, guys, ladies and gentlemen. That's how the enemy fell. He thought he was his own god. He was going to figure it out. Um, and that's and it's so right. I went in there with Robert, and Robert's like, you know, what can what can you bring to this industry? And I said, look, I said I'm not skilled. I'm not talented. Um, I'm not even really a good fighter. But I promise you this: if you put me in a room full of twenty thousand people, I'll reach every single one of them. And that was just something that was on my heart at the time. It felt like something good to say. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Why not? And it was just like, and, and he loved it. He was like, I like that. And I said, by the way, I'm a Christ follower. And he had this big cross necklace on. It was just huge. It was probably like a $10,000 necklace is what it looked like to me. Um, he's like, I'm a believer too. And I said, and then we got to talking about God. And I was like, you know, I've never seen this before. Like, I've never seen a Christian wrestler come in. And proclaim the name of Christ in this business. We we have people like the Undertaker, and you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, like people that that has has been themselves, but not in this degree. Yeah, you know, and that's something I wanted to bring forth. It's like instead of being known as a Christian wrestler, why don't I be known that a wrestler that happens to be a Christian? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or a Christian that happens to be, be a wrestler. wrestler. It's like, you know? Yeah. It's like, because to me, this isn't a lifestyle. This is a gimmick. This isn't a gimmick. This is a lifestyle. And that's kind of the way it was for me. It was like, you know, you know, from my name to my journey to the story to where God rescued me when I was 25 years old to, you know, where we're at today. It's it's, it's always been a, a perfect piece, like like this podcast, a piece to the puzzle. Pieces to the puzzle. Pieces you know? come together. It's like, it just comes together. Um, actually, Brandon, you just touched on that at 25 that God rescued you. Can you get into that a little bit for our um, listeners? I was a lonely kid. Um, long story short, I grew up, you know, fatherless basically when I was 12. And then at 25, I lost my mom. So I was an orphan just kind of out there stranded with the world to face on his own. 
And um, long story short, I got in a bunch of trouble. Um, I got, you know, I had a baby at an early age. I was a teenage, kind of like a teenage pregnancy, so to say. My wife was a teenage pregnancy, but we did this thing together. Um, and at 25, New Year's is my anniversary with God. And it's New Year's Eve. And my wife decides, she goes, like, this is, like, the biggest part of my life. It's, like, my biggest moment. She's like, I'm going to go watch the peach drop. Do you want to come? At this time, I was like, you know, I'm done with the drinking. I'm done with the partying. I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm just ready to change my life for the better. And, you know, everybody has that rock bottom place, you know. It's Absolutely. like that that hard times, like, scenario. And, and uh, I wasn't really going to church anywhere at the time. Like, I was going to full turn. I just got Pastor Allen's book, and I read the book, The Purpose. And, like, that's what got me thinking about all this. It was like, you know, what if God could change my life? Like, what if he could really rescue the mess that I made in my own life? And um, I feel like this was my time. And my wife has been on me. I'm a painter, too, guys. And uh, my wife has been on me about painting an accent wall, a chocolate wall, above my fireplace and painting her kitchen yellow. <laughs> so I'm like, look, I'm going to take this time. I'm going to make her happy while she's going to watch Peace Drop. When she comes back, I'm going to have all this painted. She's going to love me again, you know? That was kind of my thought. <laughs> so, so this is going to be great, you know? Um, what I didn't know was, was God was waiting at my house that day. And, um, you know, when the clock struck 12, you know, I knew it was New Year's. And for the first time in my life, I took communion on my own. And I didn't have any, like, you know, I didn't have the traditional grape juice and the traditional cracker. I only had a piece of bread and a bottle of whiskey. So... That's kind of what happened with me. I ate the piece of bread, and I remembered, you know, what the pastor always told me. I, I mean, at the time, I was reading, but I didn't really know the word at the time. I was just so new. Like, I was just, but I wanted to open myself up to God. And that's I ate key. the bread. Go ahead. I was saying, that's key. He wanted to open up himself was, to God. And it was just like, uh, I, I ate the bread, and uh, I poured, like, a little glass of whiskey, and I just drunk the whole thing at one time, and it was just horrible. And I was just like, man, I was like, why would you choose alcohol? And But... That was besides the point, and I was like, I took communion for you, God. I'm ready to change my life, and uh, I felt like it wasn't good enough because as Christians, we're never good enough, right? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I need to get baptized, um, so I went, and I filled up my bath water, and I baptized myself with all my clothes on, and I asked God. I said, look. I said, I want you to change my life, and I baptized myself in my bathtub that night, and I took communion, and the next day... You know, here we are, you know, six years later. Man, wow. So it's like... <laughs> what a ride. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine, like, like just God gripping you in such a way, and, like, you, you're, you don't know much. You've been, in, you've been to church. You've heard that, you know, you repent, you get baptized, and, like, there's no, there's no physical, like, priest there or other believer there to baptize him, but it was him and God, and... He he's like, hey man, like I want to be obedient to your word. I want I need to be baptized, Lord. Like you're transforming me from the inside out. I need to be baptized, and I want to remember what you did on the cross with your body, and that your bloodshed is what made this even possible for me to repent. I mean, that's just powerful, guys. When you really think about it, it's like, and and that was always my mindset of going into this thing. It was like I didn't want other people to tell me about God. I wanted to study Him myself. Because I feel like a key in all of our lives is we have to understand who our creator is. We have to understand who our father is. And uh, for a long time, just like everybody else in the world, I saw God as a judge. You know, well, I do this. Well, maybe he ain't going to love me after this. Mm. Well, I do this. Well, maybe I can't get forgiveness now. 
And then it was just to the point where it's like, look, if you're my dad, man, good, bad, or ugly, you're still here, right? Right. And it was just, you know, after that, it, it was just a, kind of like a snowball effect, you know? It was right. just one thing after another which led me to the beach. Hey. And, <laughs> there you go. You know, history was made. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm, that's fast forward six years later, you know, there's still a journey here. There's still a, tour, a story of zero that needed to be told. And, um... That's one of the purposes of the podcast and everything because I don't want people to get, you know, attached to a character. Per right, se. right. You know, I don't want them to think, well, this guy, he's only using Jesus as like a marketing tool. Um, this, that's not my intention. My intention is to say, look, if I was to baptize myself in a bathtub, don't you think I'm humble? You know, if I was to, uh, you know, to take communion on my own, don't you think I was ready for that surrender? You know, and it was, uh, I share these stories everywhere I go from, you know, Alabama to Tennessee to, you know, down south to all over Georgia. And it's what I do. And uh, I feel like we all have a purpose and uh, what that purpose is, what your goal is, what your dream is. That's, I think it's irrelevant to a sense. It's just getting his glory through that. And what I read about and what I know was, you know, he says if you trust me with your heart, mind, soul, and strength, he'll give you your heart's desires. Just like I said in the beginning of this thing, the only thing I ever wanted to do was become a wrestler. That was it. That's all I ever wanted. Um, so I'm walking, talking, living proof that, you know, I put my faith in him. I continue to, you know, have this journey with him. And he continues to give me my heart's desires, you know, whether that's through wrestling or whether that's through family or through quiet time or, you know, whatever the case may be. And and that's what I'm trying to reveal that message to the world. This is not a character. This isn't a gimmick. This is a lifestyle. And, uh, you know, how cool is it that, you know, now we have a professional wrestler who, you know, carries the banner of Christ. You yeah. Know? Awesome. Hebrews 12 is created for such time as this, man. And it's like, that's that's the way I feel about it. All creation is, is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to arise. What does that look like? I feel like it starts with you. It's whatever you think it looks like and make it happen. So, I want to tack on to that. Just about um, just talking about desire, right? Um, like a lot of times we we think. I mean, that's just awesome that that you know when Brandon surrendered his faith, when Zero surrendered his faith, you know, surrendered himself and like put his faith in God. That and he said, "I'm pursuing after you." God said, "Hey, you know, here's some frosting. You get to be a wrestler." Yeah. You know, um, but. I don't want us to get caught up in, or just listen to me, my listeners. I don't want us to get caught up in that, oh, let me follow God, because that's not what Brandon was saying. He's not saying, follow God, and he's going to give you, you know, what you want. Like, oh, you want a Mercedes, he's going to give it to you. He's, you know, he's saying, like, hey, if your heart is to please God, if your aim is, like, God, I want you, and God's like, hey, you know what? You want me? This is what I have for you. You're, you're so, if your mission is to, to please God, God doesn't mind giving you some of those things that you desire, like, you know, whether it's being a wrestler, hey, if you want a Mercedes and God says, hey, you're going to use this Mercedes for my will and for my glory, I don't get see you why. Get a Jesus bumper sticker I mean, for your Mercedes, you. you know what I mean? Talk <laughs> you know? about Jesus did this for me, how you like me now? <laughs> you know, you it's know? like, it's like, it's not, like, we're not, we don't serve God because of things, we serve God because of who he is, right. I mean, like, to get us, he gets us from the lowest low, like Brandon said, we all have a rock bottom, you know, Shout out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We all have a rock bottom that we hit, and there's no low that's too low for God to reach you, and there's no 
well, no, if we're thinking that we're high, get ready to fall because pride comes before the fall. Um, it's just that when we have that hum, that humble heart, we get in that place of humility. Like I can't do this life without God. Like I was telling Brandon that for a couple of years, I've been wrestling with starting this podcast because I didn't think that I was good enough. I didn't think I was, you know, wise enough. And then the Lord showed me it's not about your goodness or your wisdom. But when you yield yourself to me and let me have your peace and let me breathe on your peace, I put your peace where it needs to be. Like if you go back and listen to the previous episode, I talk a little bit about the body of Christ and how God places us where we are and how every piece has a function. See, Brandon's function is revealing Christ through the art of wrestling. You know, like he's going and he's, you know, put his body on the line and, you know, he's telling people, God bless you, and he's praying with people. Right, and Jesus loves you and, on bandanas. And, like, right, and, you know, <laughs> like, talk, like, praying with fans and stuff. And that's beautiful. He's just being, he's being Brandon, but revealing Christ in, in, in like, a, in a weird atmosphere. Like, you know, who, who would have thunk that going out to a wrestling show and you encounter Jesus? It reminds right. me of um, Maddie Montgomery, the uh, former lead singer for Four Today, uh, you know, he's here's this like death metal band or this metalcore band, and like if, you're, if it's not your style of music, cool. But in the middle of sets, he would just stop the show and just preach the gospel. And you know, some people would like you know say get off the stage, they boo him, and you know they throw beer bottles at him or like you know curse him out. But then there would be like you know a handful of people where they're just encountering God, they're just crying because they're like, man, like I want to know this Jesus that you're talking about because it takes guts to be in an unlikely place and proclaim who he is. Right. Like you're, you're truly sold out when you can be anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's raining, if it's hot, if it's cold, <laughs> if it's a sunny day or not. And you know that, hey, I, I have this hope in Jesus. I have this hope in the creator. I have this hope in God that sustains me and carries me from place to place. And wherever he needs my peace to be, I'm okay with him putting it wherever he needs it to go. So, like, Brandon, what's up next on the horizon for Zero? Um, so, I'm wrestling all over now. Um, I'm probably more booked now than I ever have been. Um, I just signed a, a sponsorship with Outcast Elite Wrestling. Um, that's something that, you know, they're, they're kind of... It's just, it's, it's crazy how God works, right? Like, I didn't even know sponsorships was available for professional wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this, this stuff. Um, like I said to Robert, like, I have... And dude, the crowds—it's like the fans, like how they got behind this. And yeah, it was like you know, I was a servant. I had such a servant heart. Mm. It was like even in the beginning, you could catch me at the concession stand working, right, and right. selling Robert Gibson's right, T-shirts yeah. <laughs> before I ever entered the ring. And Robert's like, you know, what are you doing, kid? And I'm like, look, man, I'm just here to serve. I'm here to serve. And it was, you know, that was that was just like you know that. That's that started the journey is you know having that serving heart you know uh, and that's the key to getting access in the kingdom of God and just like having that heart that that heart like Jesus because Jesus didn't come to be served he came to serve suffering humanity and in his serving you know he served unto death he served to a place where he was broken but in his servanthood was his greatest fulfillment because he knew that it was the will of the Father for him to serve. And so, like, that's a, that's a practical approach, you know, for um, his wrestling journey is that he served, you know, he served a legend in the business, Robert Gibson. Shout out to Robert Gibson because that guy is a baller. <laughs> um, we just teamed together. 
Like oh, well, in Savannah. Yeah. Let's get oh, under that. We want to hear some about that story. Oh, wow. Yeah. This, is, this is just, this is incredible. All right. So, in the, in the, you know, early 80s, all the way to the end of the 80s, going into the 90s, uh, maybe to about like 98, 99, they're still wrestling to this day. They're like 61 years old, still wrestling every, like every weekend. It's crazy. Like so, that, but this was my, <laughs> like, I know we heard in the podcast, I lost my mother when I was 21. This was her favorite tag team. So now that we have that in perspective, like just how crazy is that? Yeah, you know, here's wild. my mom's favorite tag team is professional wrestlers who got me in the business in the first place being a fan, you know. And uh, to the point where her birthday was September 21st. Mm. And um, I had the opportunity to go to Savannah and work. Um, my tag team partner couldn't be there. Uh, he reached out to me. He let me know um, his thoughts on, you know, had like why he couldn't be there. He had his son's birthday and you know stuff like that. And so I was, I was basically going in to fight two men on my own, and I was prepared. Yeah, I was prepared for this, and I was like, okay, the odds are stacked against me. It's fine, you know. Zero's always had the odds stacked against him, so this is this is where we're gonna be heading. Um, Wednesday night practice. I come in, I come in the building. I was just on fire. Uh, Robert said, uh, "You don't have a partner." for September 20th and I was like no I don't I don't have a partner you know he's like what are you going to do I said I'm going to tear him up brother that's what I'm going to do <laughs> and he was like are you prepared to go to this battle two on one and I was like you know why not you know like it's not it's not the strength outside it's the strength on the inside you know of course I'm going to go into this battle you know he was like uh, I'll be your partner kid and it was like a piece of me broke because I realized that my mom's birthday's the next day. Man, wow. And I have an opportunity to team with her favorite wrestler, That's Robert cool. Gibson. That's so cool. To, you know, in this in this little moment. Man, I, I, I was such a like a I was such a fanboy. I come home and I tell all my family and I'm like, Hey, I get this opportunity to team with this before mama's birthday, how crazy God is. And it's just like, you know, at that point I realized something was gonna be bigger. Yeah. I knew, you know, this is it's in, in moments whenever we're, we're living in God's purpose and guys I ain't gonna uh, steer you in the wrong direction or nothing like that but there was times in my wrestling career that I felt like maybe this isn't it because we have those moments whenever we're living in God's purpose and his will for our life and we still doubt God mm. and it happens mm. and I still doubted God it was like God I don't know like I'm still 190 pounds. It's like, these guys are 300 pounds. I'm still 190 <laughs> pounds, Lord. I'm eating my Wheaties and I'm saying my prayers, you know. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> What's going on? I don't know if this is it. You know, every every fall hurts. Every suplex hurts. It's like, you know, what am I going to do? I'm only getting older, Lord. Am I, am, of course you're going to have these thoughts. And uh, that moment in savannah georgia at uh coastal empire wrestling that was a big moment for me and it was like i went out there and i remember i prayed and um i had to i had to really gain my composure before that match started because i was an emotional wreck it was just you know sometimes you gotta let go and let god and, and the weird part about this was my partner was like i have this gut feeling that i should not be there hmm. And you know that's why I was I was like Rodney like you have to come. What do you mean you don't have a gut? Like, you're my, you're you my got partner. a gut feeling. <laughs> what, what are you talking about a gut feeling? Like it's it's called butterflies. Like let's get out there. You know it's like seize the moment, guy. Um, but no, like real talk. Like he said, he had this feeling that you know he shouldn't be there at that time. And and what a blessing it really turned out to be. Um, you know we won the match and 
you know, here's Zero and Robert Gibson is, and that's that's a moment that I'll cherish forever. Um, as far as what's to come, um, I feel like I'm I'm learning. I don't know what's to come, and mm. that's okay. And I feel like that's a big part of our journey for everybody. That yeah. is like you know, God, like I don't know what's happening next, and I'm afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid in those moments. Be okay with those moments, because only us and the enemy can see our present and our past. And we can't see the future, and neither can the enemy. So we have to understand that, and we have to understand that God is in control of our destiny. And if we follow Him and we seek Him, He's in control of that destiny. So no matter where we go, He's in control of that. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's... And that's that's kind of... I'm, I'm finding a lot more happiness with living the, the whole thing through. Yeah. Rather than just... You know, trying to picture what's to come for zero, you know, or try to set these, you know, I want to be 220 pounds by now. I'm still only 190 <laughs> pounds. It, it doesn't matter. We can set goals for ourselves if we want to, but, you know, God's going to direct this path. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of what I feel whenever I get asked that question, you know, what's to come out of zero. Um, I recently got, I talked to a, a counselor that I knew. His name was Ben. Um, you know, he was like, what are you doing? You know, I, I see that you're wrestling for God and it's so awesome. I said, look, man, I said, I'm, I'm preparing for Armageddon. That's what I'm doing. I know he's going to take us back home and we're going to be training for 10,000 years on how to be warriors. So I might as well get a head start. <laughs> you know? So that's the way I feel. It's like, what are you doing? Zero. I'm, I'm training for the end times. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm training. I'm going to live my best life while I'm here, man. And that's what I encourage everybody to do. Like this isn't, let this be a lifestyle for you. You know, really trust God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and let him open doors for you. You know, I would have yeah. never thought I was going to get that phone call from Rodney to approach professional wrestling again. And, you know, even though it was my heart's desire, I still took it before the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that's a mistake that we, we make carelessly mm-hmm. because, you know, this is what you want to do. Like, I want to be a race car driver, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And it's... It might not be, you know, in the cards for you, but, you know, maybe it is. You know, whatever it is in your life that you're chasing, I'd say chase it, man, because this is only a temporary life for us. You know, what's coming next is to die for, and uh, I kind of hang on to that. You know, be an inspiration while we still can, and uh, especially in this world, the world that we see now with COVID and the way the pandemic has been, and I really feel like you have a chance to be somebody to somebody. And it's like, you know, even if you reach one person, you did your job. Um, I'm out here and I'm fighting for the Lord, you know. And a lot of people thought it was crazy, but it was all right to me, you know. And uh, just in a short period of time, only three years, you know, God's taken me from, you know, there was some lows and there was some highs. And, you know, this is just kind of where we are. Stay focused and stay determined and just know that God's he, he directs your path. And uh, with that being said, what's to come out of zero? Keep watching, man. Um, I'm kind of having, I'm finding a little, a lot more happiness in the journey than the destination. <laughs> That's good, right there, guys. <clears throat> because when your faith is in Jesus, when your faith is in truly in Him, because the Word tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
like the destination, like your dest, our destination is him. Right. It's being in him and being with him. That's our destination. So that's I love that he said that the journey. I'm starting to enjoy the journey and appreciate the journey because he's with us along the way. He is our shepherd. He is that ever present help. He doesn't leave us or forsake us. What happens is that we get ahead of ourselves or we chase after things that he didn't give us permission to chase after or maybe he said not right now to chase after that. Brandon, you can tell us about that with um kind of like the beginning of your wrestling uh career um in a little bit here, but as if we seek him and our if our focus is on him, he won't let us miss where he's taking us. Um one of my good brothers um, uh, Pastor Noah Watson always tells me, he says, God will not let you miss what he has for you. And that's something that I keep on the forefront of my mind whenever I get frustrated or I think that why hasn't this thing happened yet for me or why hasn't this season, you know, shifted in this way yet or God, like, you know, I know you called me for X, Y, and Z. Why haven't I seen it yet? He said, I'm not going to let you miss it. Right. I'm not going to let you miss it. But let's hear about um how your how your wrestling career started the first go round. <laughs> well, I started the first go around. I was seventeen years old. Um, of course, me and Rodney we did this thing, you know, right out of high school. Um, long story short, I, I was only trained for about a year. Um, I was up at WWA for Mr. Hughes. Um, at the time, I was really focused in the girls. Well, not really girls. Let me justify it. I was focused in on my wife now, Dee Dee. That's who I was focused on. <laughs> um, and we wind up, you know, like I said in the beginning, I was a teenage father. Um, at 17 years old, I had my first kid. At that point, I had to make a decision. It was like, you know, I'm not really proud, but I, I feel like I should share it because there's there's probably a lot of, you know, teenage parents out here that, that's, that's shared the same experience. But I was scared to death as a kid. You know, I didn't have a father. Um, my mom wasn't. I mean, she was a great mother. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just wasn't a great son. You know what I mean? Mm. And it was, uh, I felt I was scared. And I, how could I bring a child in this world when I didn't understand what it meant to be a father? I haven't had a father since I was 12. And right. he was a bad news anyway. Yeah. So it was like I tried to run from that call. So for nine months, God let me run. And that's the way I look at it. For mm. nine months, God let me run. Because as soon as the baby was born... No more running, you know? So it was it was perfect because, you know, the whole time, like, I was, like, battling court, and I was battling this, and I was battling, like, all these things, and I was just like, I just want to throw my hands up. I give up, Lord. You know, the consequence of, you know, you know those actions is having a baby. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, uh, I just wanted to give up, you know? I was scared to death as a kid. And uh, my wife, at the time, she was only 16. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It was, it was, we was both scared, you know. Um, you know, she had her parents. I had my mom yelling at me every day because I didn't <laughs> got a girl pregnant, you know. So it was like, you know, of course she probably was going through that same experience. Um, but I, I did that and I had an opportunity to go out to California and this was going to be it. Like I was already wrestling. I was going to go to California and this is like where all the wrestling stuff was. And I was like, look, this is what I'm going to do and I'm done with it. I'm going to forget that I had a child. Yeah. And that was my mindset. So I'm in California on a truck, like a truck driving route. My mom like got proposed that weekend or something. That's why she sent me away. I didn't know that, but that's what <laughs> happened. Um, so anyways, I go to California with this guy named Bobby. And uh, I just, I couldn't live with it. And it was just like, Brandon, you're such an idiot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, 
you got this girl over here, probably as scared as you are, and you're about to start a life without a life that you created. Mm. So, you know, that was just my conscience. I didn't know God back then, guys. I didn't. I didn't know who God was, but I felt like he's he's never left. You know what I mean? Like now, um, you know, as I'm 30, I look back at my life and I realize all these keys and all these voices, you know, just because you're not seeking after him doesn't mean that he's not seeking after you. And uh, this is what was happening in my life at 17. It was like, you know, get over there and you're going to raise the baby. And, you know, now me and my wife's been married for 15. Like, we've been together for 15 years and we've been married for 10. Yeah, well. So, this is my high school sweetheart. This is the girl I got pregnant with. You know, this is the, you know, now we have three beautiful kids. And, you know, probably the most highlight reel, you know, besides coming to know Christ, you know. So... I mean, you know, Dee Dee, she's, wow, she showed me God, you know, it's like, if it wasn't for that lady, I wouldn't even know what Jesus looked like, so it's like, <laughs> but that, that was the beginning of my wrestling career, um, I realized at that point, I was, I was a kid, and I wasn't ready for the responsibility, well, if see, I could just be honest. And that goes to show that, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, what the Word of God says about how... God calls us in himself before we're even born, you know? Like, I mean, there's evidence throughout the entire Word of God, you know? A key one that everyone that everyone might be familiar with is in Jeremiah chapter 1, where he says, before I, form, before I formed you, I knew you. Before right. you, like, you know, while you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I called you and ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. And I said, is this really cool? I really believe that God knows and puts desires in our hearts. But what happens is if we're not in relationship with them, if we're not introduced to them, those desires, those desires are there and they come out in the wrong season or in the wrong time. And they're not going to produce the right kind of, you know, results in our lives. So like, you know, here's Brandon, you know, he like, you know, he wants to be a wrestler, but it was out of season. Me and Rodney joke about this all the time, actually. Me and <laughs> oh, Rodney real? was like, if we would have had this same career and we would have had 10 years in wrestling, where would we be at? Yeah. And we always talk about this. And I'm like, Rodney, where do you think we'll be? He's like, we wasn't ready. <laughs> we wasn't. <laughs> we'd, be in, we'd be dead or in prison. That's where we'd be. We wasn't ready for this commitment. And that's the thing, man. Um, just think about like dreams. Think about Joseph. He has the dream, you know, that God gives him. And, you know... Here's the here's the thing is like guard your dreams guys because not everybody that you tell your dreams to is for you. Right. You know, you might tell your dream to the wrong person, they might get jealous that God put that in your heart and try to conspire against you. So like you know, he tells his brothers this dream, and next you know he ends up in a ditch. <laughs> He's right. like, But God, you gave me <laughs> Right. Like, what happened? Well the blind's leading the blind here, guy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, you know, that's, it's just so important. Like what I'm getting just like from this time here with, with, um, with Brandon is the importance of like not giving up on your dream, but also allowing God to cultivate that dream. That's a shout out to Alex. They're using the word cultivate to let God cultivate that dream in you and let him be the gardener of your heart. And like, you know, let him prune what needs to be pruned. Let him plant what needs to be planted and let him like water those seeds in your heart so that they grow in due season. What happens is we want to throw the seed of God's word in our heart and expect to be, you know, at Jesus level tomorrow. Right. You know, we, it's like, but every day it's a journey. Like you said, it's that joy of the journey of that. Every day I walk with Jesus, I'm getting closer to becoming like him because the word tells me that when I see him like he is, I become like him. So it's like every day that I 
you know, yield myself and I seek him for who he is. And my dream is to be him in every situation. Like I fail, I fall, but you know, his mercy is new every day. And if I have my trust, like, you know what? I want to be more like Jesus today than I was yesterday. And tomorrow I want to be more like Jesus tomorrow than I was today, but not losing hope of that. He's with me through the journey and allowing him to, to speak over me what needs to be spoken and break in me what needs to be broken. Right. I agree with that totally. Like, this is good that, you know, this is like a podcast setting. I feel like we're talking to like millions of people. Like, so I say this to my guys. Um, and when I'm, I run a business also. And what I tell them is you could be the only Jesus people get to see in this world. Yeah. So really take that to heart. Like if you're listening and you're, you know, you're a follower, even if you're not a follower, you know, you could really be the only Jesus people get to see. You know, like I said in the beginning, you know, all creation is groaning for the sons and daughters, daughters of God to arise. What does that look like? Talk to somebody. Give somebody love whenever they need it. Um, you know, I've had countless testimonies in my life where God showed me a complete stranger. And by the time the conversation was over, like we prayed together, or healing was involved mm. or... You know, they share their deepest, darkest secrets or, you know, I had a, I'll, I'll share just one experience before, you know, I get off because I could go on for hours and hours about testimonies that God showed me. Um, I I went to Atmore, Alabama. There was this kid down there. His name was Jay. Mm-hmm. And uh, his JJ was his name. And, you know, I still talk to him on Facebook as well as mom and dad. And uh, I go to Atmore, Alabama only thing we are is wearing Jesus t-shirts and, you know, at the end of it, you know, we have bandanas and we sign, I love Jesus and or Jesus loves you and we put our names and, you know, that's what we do, like, for autograph sessions and we pray. And uh, at the end of the show, I go outside with my partner, Rodney, and JJ comes up with his mom and dad. He's in, he's like in tears. Mm. And I'm like, what's this, like, what's going on? Like, is he all right? You know, it's like, what's up with the little guy? So, and he, he shared with me and Rodney that, you know, he's never seen Christians that fought. Like, he's never seen, like, fighting Christians. And I was just like, this is why we're here, right, Lord? Like, in my head, I'm thinking in my head, like, (laughs) okay, Jesus, this is, this is the, the, the little reality check for the reality check. And it's like, okay, so, uh. I asked him what he was going through, and he said he's been being bullied at school because of his faith and, you know, like, his appearance, and, you know, he's he's not the biggest guy in the class, and then he sees me and Rodney going to the ring, and we do what we do, mm-hmm. and then we're proclaiming Christ the whole time, and he's right. like, I'm this guy, like, can can I join your group? Wow. And I was like, oh, absolutely, you can join that group. Wow. So, you know, we give him a t-shirt and all that stuff, and then everything is, you know, we're moving forward. And uh, we know we wound up praying for JJ that day, and you know we prayed for those bullies to get out of his life. And I, I knew that you know he's gonna be a special person one day too. And uh, it's just it's gonna be a miracle, you know. To I mean, who would think wrestling? That's, that's right? awesome. Who would think that? And see, there it is, guys. This being the pieces podcast, you know, shameless plug of the of the name. But Brandon allowed his piece. Brandon and Roddy now allowed their pieces to be used by God. And here's this this kid that's been suffering, and you know they're just like you know to the outside eyes like oh it's just a wrestling show, but people's lives are being transformed when we yield ourselves and let God use our peace for the function that He's called us for. There's no telling who we can reach because we don't see the same people every day. Like you know you know if you work in the same you I mean at your job you know the people that you see at your job I'm not seeing at my job because I don't know them. 
Right. Like the people that you meet at wrestling shows aren't the same people that I meet like when I go grocery shopping. You know, it's it's so amazing to me how God wants to be he, he wants to reveal himself. God's not trying to hide from us guys. God's not trying he's not hiding anywhere. He'll he's do not, it wherever. Yeah. Like he's you know, I had so much hate when I first joined the vision, like, Brandon, how are we going to proclaim Christ and punch somebody in the face? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. So I'd reach out to 50,000 people trying to, you know, justify my actions. It, it sometimes, you know, that's just the way it was. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So, but, you know, it's all right to not know, guys. And uh, I just I just wanted to share that because it's just so funny that, you know, no matter where you're at in life, no matter what you do, like I've I've seen a lot of different people, you know, get rescued, you know, from not only these wrestling shows, but also through music or through, you know, just kind of just Jesus culture. So it's like you could be the culture of Christ. What does that look like? I don't know. And that's the truth. I don't know what it looks like. You be that culture. It looks like this. It looks like, I mean, just to tag into what we talked about last week on the um, podcast, it looks like. Loving one another as Jesus loves you, John fifteen in the twelfth verse. That's what that's what the culture of heaven looks like. That's what the Jesus culture looks like is loving people the way that Jesus loves us. Because I I could pick five different re- different reasons why I could be mad at Brandon or not be his friend or like not love him. Like you know I could be like oh Brandon really made me mad the other day, but am I gonna allow like one like a one off like offense? you know, destroy what God could do, you know, through us together. It's like, am I going to allow, like, oh, man, that person didn't say hi to me the other day. Am I going to allow that to hold me down and hold me up for years? But it's like, you know what, man, like, did, did I talk to Jesus yesterday? Right. It's like, how am I treating Jesus? Because how I'm treating people is how I'm treating Jesus. So if I'm not treating Brandon with the same love that God gives me, then like, what am I doing? Because... We cry out for mercy as people. We want God to forgive us of our wrongs, but we won't forgive a brother for his wrongs or a sister for her wrongs. And that's we can't be like that. So just to say that, man, like to to look like Jesus in this world is to love each other the way he loved us. That doesn't matter the way you look on the outside. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear. Or if you look, it doesn't matter if you ate, if you ate steak last night for dinner, or if you ate a can of tuna. Right. Like he loves us all the same. I ate tuna yesterday. Hey, I mean, I did, man. I got I love some tuna. cans of tuna over here. Man, tuna, cheese, and tortilla—it would change your world. <laughs> I'm gonna, so I'm gonna just take his word on that one. <laughs> I like tuna, man, but I don't, that's that's a, that's a little too wild for me. <laughs> but all in all, guys, we just want Jesus to be known, and we just want to know Jesus. And we hope that everyone that listens to this podcast, that you would examine your life and really take stock of where are you with Jesus? Do you know him? If you Do you not know him? Would you like to know him? If you'd like to know him, when you listen to this, reach out to us. We're on Facebook. What's your uh, Facebook? Um, on Facebook, you can just find me under my, this is my actual name, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-E-N, Atkins, A-T-K-I-N-S. Um, my Instagram is the real underscore I am zero. All right, you can find me at just my name, Tariq Marcelo Henry. Um, I'll type it up when I share the podcast because it's a mouthful. Um, but seriously, we want to connect with you for the sole purpose of you getting connected to Jesus Christ because it's not 
by anything that we could do. It's not by our might or our power. It's by his spirit, just like in that testimony in the Old Testament where where God's talking about how things are going to change and how things are going to shift. It wasn't by the might of the people or by the might. It's not by human might. It's not by our own will, but it's by the Spirit of God moving on our hearts to say, hey, I want to be used by you, Lord. I want you to take my peace and connect it in your body the way that you see fit so that I can function according to your design so that I can do what you need me to do to produce fruit for people to realize that there is a God that loves them there is a God that is with them, and there is a God that is coming for them. Amen. I love that, Tariq. Um, you want to pray us out? We've got like three minutes left. Let's go for it. pray us out? Let's do this. You want to pray? You want me to pray? Uh, you know what? I'm going to let my guests pray today. Oh, Take wow. Us home, Look zero. at that. Look <laughs> at that. The Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we got to spend together. I thank you for the people that's going to hear this, and I pray this touches them in some way, Lord, and inspires them to be a living creation for you. Because, Father, it's not about what we do in life. It's not about the American dream, because, Father, we know that is a tragedy. So, Father, I pray that we lean on you and we trust in you in my life and in Tariq's life and those who's listening, Father. I pray that you continue to show us your spirit, and I pray that you continue to reveal yourself to us, Father. As each day progresses and each day passes. And Father, if someone's going through a hard time, Father, I pray you would be their healing and their comfort. And Father, if somebody's on top of that mountaintop but they don't know you, Father, allow them to know who you are. Allow them to reach out for you, Lord. Father, I thank you for the the journey and the good times that you share with all of us. And Father, I pray your continuous blessing over us. And Father, I pray that you help us in the time of need. And I pray you help us even when we don't need it. Because, Father, sometimes we get arrogant and we get egotistical. And, Father, I pray in those times, Father, you're with us the most. Father, as Paul says, it's not the fact that we're better than anyone. It's the fact that we've done enough to keep us away from your kingdom, Father. And I pray that not one drop of grace to be wasted. So, Father, I thank you for that grace. And I thank you for that mercy that you continue to pour in our lives. And, Father, I pray that... You continue to lift us up as we continue to go out here and spread your gospel. And I thank you for this podcast and once it's going to come. And I pray for Tariq's story and his history that's going to come from this. And the people's and the lives that's going to be reached. So Father, we love you. We need you every day of our life. Father, forgive us of any trespasses that we did wrong today. And I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.